Hello and thank you for listening to episode 39 of the Motorific Podcast. I am here uh, with my co-host, Christy Farrell, and you may know her as ADV Goddess on Twitter. And of course, I am Joanne Dawn, and you may know me as Girchik, so hello. Um, this week, we don't really, I don't really have an agenda I don't really have an agenda either. We don't really have an agenda. Um, <laughs> I guess we're just going to get caught up maybe with each other. Um, I do want to give a nice shout out to some new listeners that I met in the showroom this week, which was really fun. Ooh. And I apologize if I forgot your name already. I thought it, Kevin, I believe it was Kevin or Ken. And <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, and then Jeffrey, I don't know if I gave Jeffrey a shout out last week, but he came by last week. And and then I think I told you I met James last week. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just kind of neat. Every w- other week or so, I meet someone who's a listener. It's very exciting. Um, so thank you for coming by the showroom. And uh, I don't know what else. I'm I'm so full from dinner. I don't really have my brain <laughs> in the right place. I had a pretty good enchilada, but I'm still on the. I'm still looking for. California Mexican, which is really hard to find. There's some good Mexican, but it's just different. How many burritos do you think you're going to have to eat before you find <sighs> the one? I don't know. I've only had a few. There's a couple more places I want to check out for sure. So, yeah, I'm going to keep looking. I think you asked me earlier if I went with my riding buddies and no, it was a very I had a very short ride yesterday. After work, it was like a 20-minute, 15-minute loop around the airport because there's like a, a road that goes all the way around the airport, and it's a little curvy, and it's actually kind of a fun little road. It's like a couple miles long, um, and then I went home. Today, we met up at like 2, and we did that again, but this time we kept going, and we rode east into Delaware. Exciting. Um, actually, first we were in western Pennsylvania and then we headed south over the border to Delaware and that was only like an hour like 40 minutes and you know you're in another state um so it was fun you know we got to explore some like really cool back roads through like farms and some kind of you know wide open country you know burbs it was really pretty though it's like Delaware is beautiful and it's all very historic, you know, like really old barns and just beautiful architecture from, you know, colonial periods, really big mansions mm-hmm. and like farmhouses. It's really pretty. And you can, it's like you drive by and you see these buildings and you can just like think about like, you know, the Civil War and all the stuff that happened a long time ago. And, you know, it all happened here, which is kind of neat. So it was kind of cool. Like One of the see. Pace guys lives in Delaware, right? I don't remember where you live, James. Um, around. So. Close, yes, very close. And I was supposed to meet them uh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I saw they did something. There was a, an event in, if, if, uh, I don't even know the name. So it's an EPH <laughs> in, in western, western Pennsylvania. It's like an hour, just an hour from here, hour and 12 minutes or something. And I guess the first Sunday 
um, they have a breakfast and it's a motorcycle meetup. It's just like a social gathering. So you ride there on your bike, you have a little breakfast, you know, you donate a few bucks. It's like hosted by the Rotary Club or a church or something. So they have hmm. pancake breakfast and then, yeah, and then you get to like, you know, see people's bikes and meet other people and then go off on a ride if you want or do whatever you want. But the, um, it's just a meetup. It's just a gathering. And I guess they start it, you know, when the weather opens up. So in the spring. So yesterday was the first one and I just, I was lazy. We were out late on Saturday. Um, we went to see live Tetris downtown. And, yeah, I uh, heard about that. It was really fun. They did a, this week is Philly Tech Week. So if you're in the Philly area, there's a bunch of tech-sponsored events going on for you techno-nerds. Um, and one was play Tetris on the side of a skyscraper. So we went and you know, checked that out. It was kind of cold, but yeah, I just stayed up late and didn't want to get up at 7 a.m. Because the thing is like 7 to 10 and I, yeah, I, I don't want to get up. I don't get up early on my day off, so I slept in and then went riding, and it was really fun. Riding was fun. About 120 miles, maybe 130. Really short. Not nothing too long or painful, but um, so far so good. New bike is fabulous. Aww. It's lovely, and uh, I ordered my first Farkle for it. Okay, well. The tank uh, pads? My grippers, my grips, grippers, my yeah. gripsters, my tech specs. Thank you, tech spec, for making an amazing tank gripper pad. That's pretty awesome, and I recommend it for any type of bike, not just sport bikes, but pretty much any bike where you want, you know, you want to squeeze the tank and have something there to, like, help hold your knees up. It's kind of cool to have a little something grippy there. It's not abrasive or anything. It's just this really neat kind of, I don't know, rubbery pad material and you put your knee on it and there's no movement so it's just really great so i ordered that hopefully it'll be here tuesday and then riding will be so much easier because right now i'm using a lot of my quads and they're very sore so it's going to relieve a lot of pressure um but yeah riding was really fun i feel like new bike feels better than old bike and it's probably because of the handlebars Mm, certainly the I hope so. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure of it. positioning on that other one just gave you so much grief that I'm happy that you're a little more upright. <laughs> it gave me grief after like 20 minutes. The first 20 minutes were awesome. <laughs> the, yeah. And it was just the end part that was really painful. Even with my gripsters, they were, it was pretty, it was hard. But yeah, no, definitely far, far more comfort um, for sure. And so as a result, you know, when your bars are up higher, when you input on the bars and push forward to, you know, really lean into the corner, it just feels different. It just has a different response, and it's just different. I, th I think it's better. I mean, I can. It's, I feel like it's as easy, if not easier, to corner now, um, just because the bars are a little more upright, so it requires less input. Like I feel like I have to barely have to touch it, and yeah, it's just a lot, a lot more fun. Um, I do need to do something about these bar and mirrors, however. Uh, I can't see anything. I don't have any. <laughs> the previous owner took off the stock mirrors, which I am grateful because they are horrific. Um, but where, did they remove the mounts for the stock mirrors as no, well? No, the mounts are still there. They, he just unscrewed okay, them. So you just need to, yeah, you just need to go out and 
I, find better mirrors so you can screw back in. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on the fence about what I want to do with that. Um, I may put the ugly ones back on. I don't know. But, uh, oh, you have the parts. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. He left me the parts that he replaced, Everything. which was really nice, except the stock exhaust, which is fine because I don't need the stock exhaust. But, uh, yeah, barn mirrors are, to me, a very interesting thing because the problem I have with them is that you have to turn your whole head right or left to see the mirror mm. versus just, you know, a quick eyeball movement to see something. Yeah. And for me, that totally throws off my concentration. Or like, I would think if you have drop bars, drop the bar and mirrors would be kind of cool and you wouldn't have to move your head as much. But yeah, I can see what you mean based on your body positioning for that. I mean, I'm like, you more, would actually have to turn more upright. Like, I don't know if it's because I'm short. I don't know what it is, but I don't like the idea of turning my whole head to see, <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm a little troubled by that. Yeah. So I'm researching alternatives, and I actually found that uh, 690 and 990 Super Duke mirrors fit. So that might be a possibility. Oh. Um, and they're not chrome, like the stock mirror. It's like they took the mirrors off a of Savage and said, here, let's stick this on the SV650 and just see what happens. <laughs> I mean, they're ugly. They're, they just don't match the rest of the bike. Like, there's this sporty naked bike and then these chrome mirrors, and they just don't make sense. So I'm going to see how, I don't know, just work with these barns. They do make me check my blind spot cons uh, nonstop, though. Like, I'm always checking my blind spot because I can't see because the mirrors are just so useless to me. So I don't know. Maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. But other than that, I'm, yeah, no, I'm in love. I love her. She's, oh, and, and other thing I did this morning, too, which many people, I think, forget. Check your tire pressure, please. Please, please check your tire pressure. That mm. makes a huge difference on your handling. And I noticed it rode better, like definitely cornered smoother. I felt like a much smoother, more solid uh, cornering experience. It didn't feel as rough. Just because I um, increased the uh, tire pressure by 5 PSI. It's supposed to be 36, and it was at 31. And that made a huge difference. So check your tires before you complain about your motorcycle. Um, <laughs> serious people, people will do that time at the, sh at the shop all the time, too. They'll be like, what's made on my scooters? Something's wrong with it. I think it's broken. Yeah. You know? They actually tend to, in my opinion, overinflate when I take my bike in to get worked on. Oh. Because literally, you could put a quarter on the ground, and I could feel it. <laughs> well, yeah. I Maybe some specs are too high, but I mean, I actually went by my bike's the sticker on the chain guard actually says what it should be, and it's spot on. It actually feels yeah. correct. But, um, yeah, check your tire pressure. Get a little gauge. They're like $2, mm -hmm. you know? Oh, the nice thing that my previous owner... Thanks, Jerry, by the way. Hi, Jerry. I hope you're listening to my show. I forgot to mention it to you, but... Um, <laughs> uh, he's just such a sweet guy, really nice person. Um, he, he put valve stem valve stems like little l-shaped ones that stick <gasps> the ones we talked about that they stick out i'm like oh, that was so nice no I mean, wonder you liked that guy so much. <laughs> no i didn't even notice it until today when i went to check the tires i just i never really i didn't 
paying Maybe attention. Maybe Jerry listens to the podcast and no. heard you, you know, X number of episodes ago talk about how I, awesome. I guess so. So, yeah, he put angled valve stem caps so that you don't have to, like, you know, try to get your whole hand yeah. in the spokes or in the rim. You have no idea the kind of, it's not even Jenga, what's the uh, twister? <laughs> Yeah, the kind of like twister level of body contortioning that you yeah. need to accomplish for certain motorcycles to get air into the tires. It is just ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous, and I just didn't even know. I was like, "Wow, hey, look at that! It's right there. Uh, that's kind of cool." The only thing is, I need to see if um, I can still get. I used to have pressure automatic pressure valves, so they had mm. the number on them, and then they have a red, yellow, and green uh, color. Well, look so, at you all, high tech. So when the pressure dropped, yeah, they would change color. Even the light comes on. Nice. It, yeah, it wasn't a light. It was just like a little sheath, like a plastic um, hmm. shell inside the cap. And, yeah, you could look at it and know the – and it was always correct because I would double-check the pressure with my gauge, and they were always right. So I need to see if I can still find those because I'm lazy, and I don't – Oh, I'm very lazy, too. So like, get I actually, those. Find those. At one point in time, considered getting the um, – the ones for the BMW that actually show up on the computer. I'll make sure I find those, and uh, I'll find a link to those somewhere, and I will will post it because it's a really cool tool that you should have on your bike. I mean, they're cheap. They're not. It's not like twenty dollars for each one. I mean, you're only paying like four or five bucks or something, and it's so worth it because you just don't have to, you know, every day pull out the gauge. You can just look at the tire and know what the pressure is right off the bat if you have to fill it or not. Um, just really cool. So that I need to um, find out if that's going to work. What other freckles? Oh, seat. That's, I think that's going to be my next major investment in that bike is a sergeant because my butt was hurting after, you know, an hour or so. It's just not a very friendly seat for distance anyway. But definitely going to look at a sergeant. Do you have any? Do you have an aftermarket seat on yours or do you have a BMW seat? No, I've got uh, BMW seats. and um, They're just nice. The, the one that came with it originally mm-hmm. was the low seat. Oh, and oh that's right. I actually didn't really like that. Um, and now I could tell you I'd almost want to try the high seat because the higher the seat positioning, oh. the more your leg is going to, your leg positioning is going to change a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we're talking inches cramped. at a time here, but. Um, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, totally makes a huge difference, and I yeah. So I might actually consider going high, but at the moment I'm trying to offload my low seat, and I forgot to ask. I went and visited our friend Jessica Prokop at Yellow Devil Gear Exchange in Long Beach. If you're looking for gear, um, off road or on, be sure to uh, to look her up. But I was at her shop, and I was considering giving her that seat, see if she could offload it for me. Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah, I I, uh, I just want a more comfortable one because the stock seat is just meh. And uh, if I want to do some real distance, I want to do that. Um, the other thing yeah. I need to do is change my preload because the preload is set really high for Jerry, who mm. is, you know, 5'10", probably 200 pounds, big guy. So he, yeah, you're he, not dampening any springs? Uh, a little bit. I mean, like I said, it actually rides, I mean... it considering she rides really well but I, I'm, I am going to bring the preload down as much as I can just to the bottom for me and it'll give me a little more height too which is nice sure. but yeah I'm hoping it'll maybe make us for a smoother ride and maybe I'll actually be able to compress the springs a little bit more would be nice um, but I mean overall it still feels really good I still felt I did a little, so we did some gentle twisties today no hairpins or anything you know California but 
we did some nice curves, some nice soft curves and that. It felt really good. I mean, it was really solid in the corners and... I like curves. Uh, nice. Yeah, me too. I mean, we did some nice ones, just some really cute ones through some um, open fields and, like I said, just between like big ranches and farms, or farms, not ranches, um, estates, like huge estates where, you know, th there's this big driveway and this like really large, colonial, beautiful, kind of southerny style, you know, house, a couple stories, probably like eight bedrooms or something, and then a garage just as large, like a three-car garage um, off to the side, you know, probably the size of a small house. Um, I told Evan we should maybe consider moving there maybe someday just so we could have a big-ass garage, just like a big mm -hmm. three-car garage with, you know, Yeah, because you're not going to fill it with three cars. You're going to fill it with, like, maybe two cars, with tops, but... Two cars, bikes. tops, bikes. I want a living room in my garage. Like, I want a couch and a TV, and I want a kitchen in it, and, you know, so you can have parties and lift and workstation the whole thing but anyway um nine times soon um but yeah so that's what i did today a little riding and then i sent someone off to the airport for four days while well, he basically goes off and has like a little bachelor party conference thing in vegas hmm. yeah going to meet He's off to meet somebody's um, at NAB, which is the National Audio and Broadcasting Conference. And it's like 80,000 people of all media, TV people go out to this show and catch up on all the new technologies and television and uh, video and audio. And then there's parties all over the place and conferences or, you know, seminars blah 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 so so we have our own tech spy in the mix to uh, help us improve the podcast nice yeah i mean yeah yeah, I mean, yeah they actually do have a lot of audio stuff there too it's but it's, yeah, it's mainly tv media tv video audio yeah, yeah. so Neat. yeah he went off to go meet his buddies and go hang out for a few days and so that means joanne will ride uh i'll ride to work um, this week, tomorrow is Monday. It's technically my Sunday. I don't think I'll ride tomorrow. I've got stuff <gasps> I want to do. No. And I, I really, really want those tech specs before I go on another long ride. It's like they're really right. crucial to my riding experience. Like I just don't have it. I just don't feel as good. I'm a double-sided sticky tape on your tape, <clears throat> just as like a temporary. No, but it's not the same. Um, the tech specs are very unique and unique compound. Uh, but no, Monday, it's nice. I like to do stuff on the Monday because, you know, people are at work. People who have real jobs are at work. And then if I need to go, you know, do stuff, I got calls to make and stuff like that. So tomorrow's just like errands and stuff. I don't know. Benny and I will hang out. I don't know. We'll see. But nice. There'll be more writing next week. Yeah. What about you? Did you do any writing? Um, I did kind of do writing yesterday because yeah. there is. Uh, I'm basically wrapping up the three months of my job that I haven't done um, while my boss was out and I was doing her oh. job. And part of that in getting oh. prepared for me taking off again mm -hmm. is um, realizing I forgot to do some some data collection. 
And so I needed to basically, without being able to charge to this job, go out to San Pedro and, and do some numbers. Hmm. So I decided, you know what, if I'm off the clock anyway, I should just ride. Yeah. And in riding out to Why San not? Pedro and spending like 20 minutes out there, I decided, well, hell, I'm only 20 minutes away from Jessica. So I, you know, did my did my stuff and went over and talked to her for a little bit and uh, came yes. back home. Today I missed my ride because um, I was actually meeting up with uh, with the Icon rep for lunch and just talking mm. talking business. So mm. that uh, that railroaded me, so to speak. But um, yeah, you know, um, trying to get out a little bit. I doubt I'll end up uh, riding um, this week uh, on the BMW. But I don't even know if I mentioned uh, I'm going to Austin. So I'm going to GP. Uh, I leave. Wednesday, and I am uh, lucky enough that uh, someone is letting me borrow uh, their Triumph Sprint, so um, I will be riding down there, but uh, will not be from riding here? BMW. No, I mean from LA. No, flying. Oh, I would have taken the BMW hands down. Oh. No, I'm flying, and then um, oh. I got a supremely great deal because I had a ton of points on a credit card that I'm kind of done with, hmm. and so I paid ten bucks for my flight. Oh, nice. So then you have a bike to ride around there. Exactly. Oh, that's nice. And uh, and a cool place to stay with some international folks. Um, a gal that nice. lives uh, really close to the circuit, which is great because I bet there's plenty of people and traffic and you can't lane split. So I imagine every day leaving that track is probably a real pain. Um, so I'm staying close to the track, have a set of wheels, nice. got a lot of, a lot of people and stuff going on. So I'm kind of stoked. Um, but, uh, yeah, lot, lots of folks that I met in Daytona will be out there again. So it'll kind of be like a little bit of a party. Um, I'm renting a lens for the camera so that I can basically take an expensive lens for a test drive and kind of see whether or not it's something that I want to purchase long term. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, totally sounds like fun. Are you going so, there to do any stuff with climb at all? No, not at all. Oh, just um, for fun. Just you. Yeah. Yeah, just mm. just me, just just podcast stuff. You might see a cat there. I don't know if you saw oh, yeah? photos of her um, that I posted. I think I posted an Instagram of us on my first day. But yeah, she's going mm -hmm. this week too. So you might see her. She's nice. pretty hard to miss. Um, so if you do see her, you should definitely say hi. Indeed. But that sounds fun. Mm. But yeah, so Thursday... Uh, Wednesday I get in, um, hopefully go pick up the bike, have some barbecue for dinner. Um, and Thursday, literally I should just stop eating right now because I foresee gaining at least 10 pounds on this trip. Um, I have all day Thursday and essentially with me working a little on overtime, I was able to get a lot of the stuff done that I needed to get done. And some things at work kind of facilitated me being able to leave because before things were a little dicey and that's why I didn't buy any of my tickets ahead of time. So sadly, waiting till the last minute to buy a ticket means that I'm staying Wednesday to Monday. So much longer than what you would normally spend. But at the same time, I've never been to Austin. I'm like, you know what? Hell with it. It's fun. So Thursday, I will fun. ride all around hill country and I will stop anywhere that looks tasty and eat a lot. So I will probably be gorged and full and not have to eat the rest of the weekend. 
But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. it. Should be a good time for GP. So I'm trying to read up and mm. kind of look at all this different stuff and try to educate myself. But it's um, it's a dizzying enterprise. I'm gonna go to Indy since it's really close here. I think Indy would be really feasible for me to go and do that. Um, I need to figure out when that is. July or August, probably. Yeah, and, and then sure. see if I can actually get time off to do that. I haven't, I haven't really taken any time off. I, I mean, I haven't been here very long, um, but I have no idea what we're gonna. I just have no clue what time off will be, or when it will be, or where will, we would go. I just, I just don't know. Like, I don't haven't even thought about like vacation or. I just have no idea. We have no idea what when we'll be able to make time or or anything yeah. like that. I don't know. I hope it's soon though, because I need a vacation. <laughs> yeah. So, um, kind of excited. And uh, actually, I don't know if you heard this. Trackside commentary is going to be Jason. Jason. Fredmore. Oh, that's cool. Lots of friendly faces in the paddock to run into. So, yeah. Say hi to him for me and everybody else. I, will. I haven't seen. That I don't know when I'll ever see again. I think Indy seems feasible, so maybe I'll just have to shoot for that. Because at least it's on the side of the country and a quick journey, quick flight. Flight, yeah. ride, ride. That'd be nice too, but I don't think I'd have enough time off for that. How far is it? Is it more than a day? Ohio, um, oh, Indy. It's probably a day or two, oh, but okay. that's still a day or two more than I have to take sure. off. I don't really... Well, and seeing that was my original thing with uh, with GP was not only did everyone tell me that it's a crappy ride getting out to Texas. Yeah, you don't want to do that. And, no. Uh, and the Texas border, but um, it was time for me in the beginning. And then, of course, the time thing kind of lifted. And then I ended up being out there probably almost a full week thinking, oh, well, shoot, I guess I could have rode if I really wanted to, but... Um, I think I'm it's getting a way better ride. deal this way. Yeah, it's so I've heard. The, no, the drive was awful. Um, so across, it was just terrible. It's, I don't think there's really a good way to go across Texas. Um, yeah. The coast, actually, because I have can now say that I've ridden in Texas, and I can well, tell you that the coastline coming from east that's is quite pretty. Slow, slow ride across Uh I mean, we drove, you know, we did the southern route. We did 10. That was, like, at least the f- southernmost highway route. But, um... Yeah. Well, I was fortunate enough that I didn't have to stay on a fast freeway. And then I mm-hmm. was on just tiny, t- you know, two-lane road. But it was just gorgeous. There was no one else out there. Mm-hmm. Just completely dead. Just, I could see that. Just all along the coast. And it was mostly in, like, um, drilling towns. So you've got offshore drillers living around there. And <sighs> But, yeah. I can say that along the Gulf Coast, it was actually quite pretty. Yeah. But um, I'm looking forward that. to, you know, checking out a new place, taking the laptop down with me. Not sure if I'm going to take the mic down with me. I don't really think I will, because I can't imagine dragging people back to my to my place. And Don't worry <laughs> about it. Just <laughs> No, don't. I, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about that. Just uh, hang out and have fun and enjoy Austin. Don't worry about that part. We can catch up when you get back or whatever. You know, yeah. just take pictures. Take a lot of pictures. Oh, I plan on it. Yeah. I plan on stopping frequently yeah. and taking lots of pictures. Take pictures. Maybe shoot a little bit short videos on your phone or something. You know, that's always fun too. 
but uh, yeah, don't worry. Just have a good time. Enjoy being there. For me, as I'm working, although I can't complain about working because work is really fun. I have to admit. I just found out. I found out this week that there's this really cool company event coming up that just sounds so fun, so awesome. And uh, it'll be in a month, so after it You're happens, not going to tell us what it is? I can't. I don't know that I can. Um, it's, it's a pretty unique thing. Um, it's specifically... Is it that you and, the, and your spouse and all of the other employees? N- no, the no, do, no. Or just a bonding exercise? For yeah, no, no. It's just a company, internal comp- employee-only thing, and it just sounds really fun. I'm really excited about it. Um, but there's always something really fun. Thanks for the vague tease. Like there's just, <laughs> well, just like internal fun. A lot of like silliness, a lot of partying and like snacking. Or just, you know, there's always bagels or there's cupcakes. So or, what you're saying is Revzilla makes you fat. It does. But um, <laughs> the good thing is, is I'm burning calories as I'm running back and forth across the showroom every day. Sure. Constant, constantly. That's the only thing that I think is keeping me, you know, or able to fit into those pants and then everything else. But yeah. Yeah, your your Merrill's, your internet purchase. Definitely burning calories. Yeah, I, you know, I think. If you don't follow, I was going to say, if you don't follow Joanne on Twitter, uh, you probably wouldn't notice that she managed to score a pair of what I would consider vintage because Revit doesn't sell them anymore. Um, They do in Europe. In Europe, you can get them. Um, but not here. Yeah, yeah, they were the best, best women's leather pants, period. And for some reason, um, you know, they couldn't sell the best pants. Or I think they just couldn't convince dealers to sell these pants. Um, or dealers didn't know how to sell them. But they're absolutely spectacular, and that's why I bought them off eBay. Because... They're just something that probably will never come back. I don't know. Unless we complain enough, maybe they'll bring it back. But it is available in Europe. So if you probably troll um, European motorcycle apparel sites, you could find them there. There's actually a newer version um, in Europe. But, yeah, they are pretty fabulous. That that website I got um, my Revit pants Mm -hmm. from. Yeah, F- FC. I think I believe it's fc-moto.de, which mm-hmm. is German, and uh, that those guys are pretty reputable. I spent some uh, a little extra money trying to get the the pants shipped uh, in a quick turnaround, thinking that I was actually going to ride during Christmas time over Siskiyou Pass from California into Oregon, which totally didn't happen. But nonetheless, I got the pants out of it, which were actually the pants that um, saved my hide. Literally, when I uh, had a little scrape, so I wore mine um, today. Mm-hmm. It was cold, so I wore mine. Merrell's or no, your your legacies. Yeah, yeah, I wore the Gore-Tex today because it was just a little chilly. It was just fifties. I mean, it wasn't freezing, but for me, cold enough since I don't have any heated accessories yet on my vehicle, which I also need to add to my list as well. I need to yes, get... heated grips, but you could probably wait until the grips go on sale because you're so close to spring. Um. I imagine they do close well, on heated items once you get towards summer. Yeah, but closeouts don't mean anything to me. It doesn't really matter. Um, it's all the same. But I'll probably put them on anyway, just because I'm always cold. So, um, yeah, I need to do that in my heated liner. I need to add my liner to it. Just yeah, lots of lots of freckles I need to add. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Long it, Christmas list. Yeah, a really long list. 
before Christmas, well before Christmas. I gotta get a seat on stat. I can't do it. I can't do another long. I can't do a long trip. What already. about your little uh, cushy pad that you bought? Do you use that on this one too? Uh, no, I didn't keep that. I tossed that. Or maybe I gave <gasps> it to my no, girlfriend. Oh, you should have kept it. No, I got I got rid of it because I'd rather have a sergeant. I'd much rather put a sergeant on there. Way okay, better. well, it doesn't sound like your sergeant's going on tomorrow, so I just figured no. it would save your cheeks. Um, yeah, no, I just tossed it, or maybe I gave it to my friend. Um, yeah, I'd rather rather go for a sergeant this time and have a little bit more comfort, more permanent comfort. Oops, sorry, trying not to move. I, I lost my microphone, yeah. so I'm wearing a lav. Um, um, yeah, well, coming from the motorcycle news segment, as I'm dizzying trying to understand all the different uh, uh, races and classes and whatnot. Um, flashcards, make some flashcards. Yeah, flashcards, right. I need, like, a cheat sheet somewhere. But uh, I'm starting to pick this up, so... Um, Basically, all the the different uh, foreign... I, I guess AMA is kind of that way, too, because AMA is its own um, American motorcycling body, mm -hmm. as is CEV, which is in Spain, the Campeonato de España de Velocidad, which is basically the championship of Spain of speed, which is also CEV. And CEV is kind of like, I guess, the equivalent of the minor league baseball teams where the major leagues kind of take their best players from the minors. Um, CV stood alone uh, as just a Spanish uh, racing group, and Dorn actually bought the rights 16 years ago. So Dorn actually owns CV, um, and GP uses it as kind of the, the minor leagues to, to pluck people from. But um, it's actually, based on the numbers of participants and nations ahead of the FIM Road Racing World Championship, also known as MotoGP. Um, based on their opener in Jerez, 117 riders from 23 different countries competed in Moto3, 2, and Superbike, uh, compared to 91 riders and 20 nations filling out the grids of the three classes at MotoGP. Did you see the April Fool's story that Red Bull bought Dorna? Yeah, no, I... Literally one. stayed off of Facebook entirely on the first <laughs> because that stuff just aggravates the hell out of me and so funny. It just I I don't I I can't waste my time reading stuff like that. Oh, but, um, that would have been awesome. Anyway, I I only caught up on April Fool stuff at the end of the day. Anyway, I didn't really. I was work. I mean, I was busy, but I, I thought but, that was uh, But CEV Repsol in Spain is actually going a little bit international, just as British Superbike, which is Britain's equivalent of CEV, is also starting to have slightly more international outside of the UK races. And as you're aware, CEV has a Team Stratos, which uh, has Melissa Paris. And CV also has uh, Maria Herrera, which is uh, a Spanish rider, and she placed second and first at Jerez. So congratulations to her, woman on the podium. I think she's the only woman, I thought, in, MotoGP, in any of the MotoGP tiers. Yeah, I believe she's, uh, mm -hmm. let's see, I believe it's Moto2. Mm -hmm. cool. she's yeah, and a... she's actually oh, it's Moto three. Sorry, Moto3. Um, she took first and second position in uh, two of the races of nice. Moto three, and she is also tied um, with 
Fabio Quadraro for uh, for overall at the moment. So she's tied for first overall. Nice. So good for kicking ass and taking names. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess you'll probably hear more chatter from me as I try to figure out this whole racing scenario. <laughs> you do that. That can be your homework. Um, yeah, my continued homework. I'm going to have to read up on uh, on MotoGP before I go. I watched Qatar, and I can say, Qatar, mm-hmm. if you have not watched that, you need to watch maybe the last five minutes of the race. It is ridiculous. That's between, when good. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous good. It is between Rossi and Marquez, mm. and the back and forth between them. It, I, I don't, you know, obviously I don't watch every single MotoGP race since the dawn of time, but I'm pretty sure that's probably in the top five of... Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, just back and forth. It's like, you know, watching a tennis match. So I, I highly recommend, I won't spoil it for you, I highly recommend that uh, that if you haven't seen those last couple of minutes, check it out. There are a couple folks who managed to squeeze a little bit of that race on YouTube that Dorna hasn't banned. <laughs> because, as you know, MotoGP has their own pay-per-view channel off of MotoGP.com. So I think in some places you can watch it live, but you most certainly can't watch it um, past tense anywhere on the internet except for their channel, so to speak. So uh, that's a little tough. But um, as far as Jerez uh, with CEV Repsol, um, I will go ahead and post uh, a link Mm. if you would like to watch that race on our website. It's another interesting thing um, that I came across is a new follower on Twitter who is uh, one of the AMA announcers, Barry Boone. He mm-hmm. has his own uh, podcast as well, mm-hmm. which is off of, hold on one second, Blog Talk Radio, Talking Motorcycles is his podcast. Mm-hmm. And one, of, I, I just listened to the most recent episode, which had racer Kyle Wyman, who mm-hmm. was at the Daytona 200. And this kid for being 24 is really articulate and, pretty savvy when it comes to business which i mean i guess just the age thing surprised me but Mm -hmm. he was talking about how important it is for racers to market themselves and Mm -hmm. you know not just in social media but i mean uh drafting press releases and how to draft a press release and timeliness of that at press release versus blog getting on social media always knowing that how you represent yourself everyone you know anywhere on the internet everyone's watching so just yeah. Branding, yeah, essentially. And That's how important cool. it is now with the fact that, I mean, if you've been to any AMA events, and, and please tell me how Mid-Ohio and some of these more popular uh, other events that I won't be able to make go, because I can tell you from going to Daytona Beach, the attendance was so abysmal mm. that I can't imagine that there are a lot of people willing to pony up the money to sponsor a race team, let alone a racer. So you really have to work hard and put yourself out there to really... Um, mm-hmm. kind of make it worthwhile for, for someone to sponsor you. And he just had some really I- impressive things to share. And so I, I definitely say if you're if you're interested in, in what kind of goes into the marketing of a, a race or a race team and and at least hearing it from from someone who at the at the ripe old age of twenty four is is dishing out this advice that I've, you know, told people um much older than him hey this is really great you need to listen to this um it's just really interesting interview so yeah i'll post that as well nifty and um 
don't know if you have any ideas or questions or anything Ooh. that you as a listener want to us to chat about, let us I know. know. We're always... I know. This is perfect. We said oh. that we were going to work on this. Okay. I will look it up. It's the question for you that uh, one of our guys had. Oh, what is that? Hold on. I missed that. Um, no, you remember it. It's just we forgot it. I just remember it right now. Oh. Um, I would be interested to get Joanne's insights on oh. working in a moto dealership slash store, which was Scuderia, versus a moto store, which was Revzilla, versus working in an event booth like Racer. Uh, thank you. Does he want to know what the, what the difference is between the three? Or just my personal um, experience, maybe? On... Probably personal experience. I mean... Because you're basically selling. In all three locations you have in common is you're selling a motorcycle product. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's... I, I physically was... I mean, I guess from a job description standpoint, doing the same thing in all three places. Just for mm -hmm. different people. Um certainly there are pros and cons to each um one of the main reasons why i moved out here to specifically work at revzilla.com which is hiring like mad by the way um is because it is a very unique company one um not not that it's unique in selling motorcycle goods online because there are hundreds of companies that do that but just the method in madness <laughs> Um, to to the way they the approach the way they do things it's just a different it's a different company it's a cool company it's a fun company it's it's pretty awesome if you've done any business with them at all then you know exactly what I mean but if you've never purchased an item from us online or in the store then you then of course you're like well what's a big deal you really need to buy something from us to really understand and get it it's just a different it's a different animal and it's it's I, I like to call it um, really kind of a new, just kind of a, a new way of, I guess a new way of thinking in the motorcycle market because I think that our industry is very slow to change and it's um, not really good at, at preventative maintenance, so to speak. Um, things are not attended to until it's a catastrophe, like the economy collapses. Um, there is no forethought, or there's, a, there's just not a lot of planning and proactivity, um, you know, no, not enough action when it comes to simple things like technology improvements in your business. You know, companies, a lot of dealers and shops, they choose not to spend any money on having a new computer you know that was built in the last six months and they think that it's just okay to have something that's 10 years old um, not realizing what a detriment that is to their employees and their customer base so it's definitely been a very different experience between the three um, I can say that certainly out of all three I'm loving this the most just because well, if you've been on Revzilla.com, then you know how much just the the huge uh, variety and afford and a volume of of choice you have. You go online there, and you have like ten different um, shoes to choose from, or twenty different helmets, or thirty different gloves. I mean, there's just so many options. It's just so great to have 
a lot of options to present to customers. So I just love that Rosella has a huge community, a huge customer base, unbelievable product. Um, you know, certainly I don't love every single brand that we carry, but I don't have to. Um, because there are options. Because there's options and there's something for everybody, you know, and if you, you know, you love, um, premium gear, there's a boatload of premium options. If you, you know, prefer something and it's basic level, there's basic, you know, if you want something in the middle, there's plenty in the middle. I mean, it's just, it's just pretty extraordinary. So, you know, I, I felt like I had no choice but to move here because it was an incredible opportunity and I certainly don't regret any of it. Um, I do miss the interaction at some of the shows that I did, although to be completely honest, it's I get now I get the same interaction in the boutique, which is really awesome. I get to talk to customers, interact with them, have face-to-face uh, conversations about their needs. So it's actually um, a lot like the shows, if not better. I mean, the shows were more focused because I was specifically working at a glove booth, so we're talking about gloves the whole time. So. I mean, uh, it was just a more focused um, experience because it wasn't like boots, gloves, jackets, pants, helmets. Uh, so I guess it was a little easier just because... Where, where do you think you connect with customers more? And where do you um, think you connect with more customers? I guess the showroom, just because people are there looking for all kinds of... We can offer head-to-toe options. It's not just a glove store. It's a jacket, boot, mm-hmm. pant, glove, helmet, and back protector, and, you know, under armor protector, and, um, you know, there's just so many things that we can offer people. So, yeah, I mean, I guess certainly in this showroom, it's it's not as, um, I feel like it's not as limiting as it was working in a dealership. Because, let's face it, there are no dealerships that can provide this level of selection and quantity um, in a store, you'll never, there are no Revzilla boutiques across the country. This is it. And you can certainly find some really nice dealers like Ducati dealers or MV Gusto or Triumph dealers, but they're never going to offer you a comprehensive selection like what we have. They just won't. It's expensive and it's extremely difficult to undertake. And, um, you know, we're lucky we get to offer, a ton of options for people. A ton. Sometimes it makes it, sometimes I'm like overwhelmed by it myself. Like, oh God, I could give you 20 different options right now, but I don't want to do that because then you'll never choose something. So it's my job to, you know, narrow you, get you focused too, so that as a customer you can go, oh, you know, I think these three are the best to consider from the 20. Because who wants to try to make that kind of decision? It's pretty hard. So, you know, it has its challenges, but overall, it's just freaking awesome. I mean, I love it. I love my job. Every day I walk in, I love it. And when I leave, I love it just the same, if not more. And it's always satisfying. Always. Hmm. And then uh, something else I came across, which I I think forgot to mention last week, but it's just going to start, I think, on Monday, is something called Power of the Road. It's Hmm. a virtual conference. It's also free uh, to just sign up and be able to listen to some of the speakers. 
And some of the speakers are good friends of ours. Apart from apart from those, I'll kind of go down the list of people that we've talked about at least. Um, Maggie McNally Bradshaw is the elected chair of the AMA. She is one of the speakers. And basically, I think the way this works is that uh, they'll kind of have the interviews on the internet, and you can download them within a certain time frame and listen to them. And uh, I think if you want to do anything like preserve the the media or anything like that, you're going to need to subscribe or pay. But apart from that, I think they're available like 24 hours after each of the days, and you just got to look up what speaker is on what time slot. So Maggie McNally would be an interesting one. Andrea Coleman is the founder, co-founder actually, and CEO of Writers for Health, which is a charity that we've talked about before on the podcast, cool. as well as uh, our own Carla King. Um, she is also contributing. Uh, Laura Clock uh, from Clockworks, who also is part of the racing family with uh, the two daughters who also race at mm-hmm. uh, Bonneville. And... Let's see. Do, 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 do. Um, Leslie Prevish, that one actually should be an interesting one. We've talked about her before on the podcast. She was the one who kind of turned around Harley Davidson and pushed oh. uh, marketing, uh, women specific marketing. Yes. And she now has her own um, uh, Prevish marketing company, which uh, helps other companies kind of reach their market. And Sarah. Sarah Shilk. Uh, So she is also a contributing person on this list, as well as Genevieve Smith. So lots of power ladies in the industry who will be contributing. And it's not just women. Um, There are plenty of men, but we don't know any of those guys. So it's not not something for me to mention. But uh, uh, plenty of folks that we've talked about um, and some that uh, we haven't. So if you want to check that out, it's powerofthe-road.com, and we'll go ahead and post that on our website as well, but it should be fairly interesting. And I guess other other news as well. If you know Walt Fulton, he's actually racing. I did not know this. <laughs> yep. Walt still races. Um, and of course, I find out about this probably a little too late, but the same weekend that they're having the Superbike shootout in in um, the Los Angeles, uh, greater Los Angeles area, <laughs> he is going to be racing... Um, also, but, you know, outside of LA, it's not Chuck Wall, it's, um, the other track, and I can't remember which one it is, but he's racing then, and he's also gonna race up in San Francisco, Mm -hmm. um, first weekend in May, so here I am, all kind of bent, because I can't see Walt, and (laughs) I, I figured that if you were still out in California, you would definitely rally with me, and we'd go watch. Well, yeah, if he if he's going to the Bay Area, I would have, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, but how cool is that? Oh, that's great. I'll have to check it out after he... Yeah, I'll have to see how he does. I forgot what class he's racing in, but it sounds really fun. Yay for Walt. Yeah, so that would be so super to be able to watch that. Yeah. Sorry we didn't have a real scheduled, formatted show this week, but um, we will bring you the big 4-0 next week and we'll work on some interesting topics for that one certainly kota will be an interesting topic and gp so we'll definitely talk about that and um yeah you know drop us a line you know where to find us motorific.com motorific at gmail.com and on our facebook.com slash motorific podcast you know this is episode 29 right 39 
39, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. So next week will be 40. And, um, yeah, post which, a comment. Which may or actually question. be the following week. Or it might be the week after. Yeah, um, depending. We might, it might take us two weeks to get to 40. As always, we thank you for listening. And we will talk to you then. Thank you. Thank you.